It's time for Yes, I Can Living. Entrepreneurial women all have one thing in common. We want to consistently improve our lives to be the best it can be. I'm your host, Kathy Alessandra, and I'll be interviewing inspiring women who think outside the box, color outside the lines, and live beyond the limits of their fears. They're living all in and playing full out, creating their best life and embodying Yes, I Can Living. Hey there, it's Kathy Alessandra, the Yes, I Can Coach, and we are here with an episode of Yes, I Can Living. Super excited to be sharing um, sharing with you a very close friend of mine who is an amazing business owner. Um, well, she's got lots to share, but before we get into that, I want to make sure that you are subscribed to the Yes, I Can Living magazine. Our next issue is about to hit the streets, and you do not want to miss it. It is something you tangible, you hold in your hands. Um, gets mailed directly to your, your mailbox or a digital edition into your inbox. There you go, right? She's got it. Exactly. BB <laughs> uh, is actually one of our featured experts in it. So go to yesicanliving.com forward slash subscribe and you can grab your gifted copy as well. All right. So as I kind of teased at the beginning here, I have my girlfriend, BB Goldstein, owner of Buying Time. Um, LLC. Also, she's a virtual assistance company and um, is also one of my very best girlfriends. So it makes it easy to uh, to have a little conversation, although we should have recorded this in the evening so we could have had a little happy hour too. But um, she's an amazing business owner who works with entrepreneurs around the globe um, with her virtual assistants, mine as well, um, and has created something new that she has launched at the beginning of this year that she's going to share with us too. But BB, um, what I'd love to do, first of all, welcome. Thank you for joining us today. I appreciate it. So excited to be here. I'm so excited to have you here. But if you'd like to go to share, go ahead and share a little bit with our listeners exactly who you are and what you do, um, that would be awesome. Oh, I would love to. So uh, Buying Time is a virtual assistant support team. So there's an entire team of us that ranges from everything from administrative and customer service type uh, support all the way through to marketing, web support, bookkeeping, graphic design. We run uh, pretty much anything that someone needs, we can usually help them with on the back end of their website. I started my business back in 2007. When we started, we were a personal assistant service. So we used to walk people's dogs and uh, get dry cleaning, uh, grab groceries, you know, all of those kinds of things that you would do in, in person. And eventually it evolved into, can you help me with the PowerPoint for a presentation? And then we realized this entire virtual world that uh, allowed us to kind of transition that. Uh, so, you know, in our current situation, it was very easy for our group to adapt because we we're already all working virtually anyways. Uh, I have been in the South Bay for 21 years and uh, just actually just grew up uh, just north of here. And um, I have uh, a daughter who is uh, a hairstylist locally here in the South Bay and my husband who uh, we uh, both work virtually. So that's also another interesting dynamic, uh, <laughs> but he's in education and writes uh, curriculum for um, uh, math departments at different schools uh, across the country. Love it. Love it. So it's a full entrepreneurial family. And let me just clarify for our listeners, since we're global, South Bay, it's the South Bay area of Los Angeles. 
Yes. Not the uh, South Bay of Northern California. Don't forget to clarify that. (laughs) South Bay of Los Angeles. Exactly. Awesome. So you've been in business a long time, but let me ask you this. Why? What need? Why did you start your business? Hmm. Um, uh, I apologize for pausing. Just it's a little um, interesting because the reason I started the business um, was because um, my mom fell ill and couldn't do things herself. I was working in corporate at the time and uh, we were trying to find somebody who could help her with some basic things. Uh, And so we tried to find a uh, personal assistant service and that's how the business was born. Uh, That uh, I just lost my mom recently in the last couple of months. And so so it's been, uh, it's all kind of coming back to a head of, you know, all of these things that had happened and uh, the guilt and everything that I felt about, like I wanted to find somebody else to help her instead of doing it myself uh, because I had a job, because I had, you know, things to do. And our generation, we are unfortunately in that situation of taking care of kids and taking care of parents. And and um, I have siblings and everybody, you know, did their best to try to pitch in and try to do what they could. It just didn't always um, work out to what she needed. And so started doing some research and I was so amazed because my mom uh, was living where I grew up in Culver City, which is a very, you know, fairly affluent area and, and definitely um, a a very hipster type of area now. Mm -hmm. And I was surprised that there was not anything out there. And then I started to look just in my area here in the South Bay of LA and it was amazing to me that there was not anything. And so that's how the business essentially was born. Uh, Me and a friend uh, at the time started to try to uh, uh, did this together. Uh, I had a business partner um, for uh, I had business partner for the first four years of the business. And so uh, we did our research and found all these different companies that were in Texas and in every place else, but we couldn't find anything here in California. And so we decided to give it a try. Isn't, isn't it amazing how many of us start a business based on a need of our own? Yeah. <laughs> we find that need and then it becomes something that we become passionate about and, um, you know, and then we're off and running um, with a new business. So, yeah. So let me ask you this, what have been some of your um, biggest challenges in the business and, um, you know, previous to COVID, um, you know, what were some of the bigger challenges that you had and how did you overcome them? Well, I think there's a lot of challenges that, uh, that are significant. I would say that there are a couple of, of challenges for me that were Uh, fairly significant that was in one in dissolving a business partnership and continuing the business. It was, uh, uh, there was a lot of um, uh, personal side of it involved as well. So I would say that that was probably a huge challenge and I learned a lot 
uh, in that I can relate relay to other people and other friends who are thinking of going into partnerships and and being able to understand the things that you should go into it with your eyes wide open. Not that you should never do it, just that there are some things that you should consider when going into a partnership. And then I would say that the other area that was probably a huge challenge was that transition we made from using uh, contractors and 100% of people who had their own businesses or were doing their own thing into 100% employees who now have medical and dental benefits, holiday pay and, and uh, uh, 401k and all of the other things that go along with uh, having employees, but we wanted to create something that created an environment and a culture. And we couldn't do that with contractors as our team. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, no, absolutely. Uh, well, your business has grown tremendously from, you know, when you started and the fact that you completely pivoted in what you were doing, being an air and service and then making it a virtual, you know, virtual assistance company, um, which really has come of age, not only prior to COVID, right, um, had come of age when everybody was using virtual assistance. I mean, it's such a great way as a small business owner to have somebody help you do the bookkeeping or you know, your, your online marketing or your website or whatever, without having to um, bring an employee in on yourself. So, uh, you know, but your business has grown, like I said, substantially um, since the beginning, right? Absolutely. I mean, when, when the partnership dissolved, we were in uh, six, in the, in the low six figures when, and then when the partnership uh, when when that dissolved, uh, the first year after that, I was back into the five figures <laughs> um, and had to rebuild. Uh, and we are on our way to being a million dollar company. And that's, you know, something that's that's super important to me, that we continue to build and create an environment for people to, to work and to, to have a uh, uh, for clients to have a place that they can rely on for support. You know, I always say that when when clients come to us, they don't have to worry about their their virtual assistant calling in sick, you know, that there's always somebody here that can help them. So so, you know, the growth of the company over time uh, in 2011 was when when um, when I went on to own the business on my own. And uh, it was interesting to to me to see how long we have a, a uh, I'm just going to full disclosure and open the 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 curtain on this. But we we have I would say that our average transaction per month with a client is about I would say somewhere around two hundred dollars. So it's not a high transaction level. Uh, so we have to do a lot of transactions in order to get to, <laughs> to where we need to be uh, or where that we want to be. And uh, you know, in uh, a year that I thought. Uh, I wasn't going to be able to do it. We had a goal set for a half a million for our first time ever in reaching that. And we did that this year. In 2020, we were able to hit that goal. We surpassed that goal and um, we'll continue to grow it. I would anticipate that by the time we hit uh, 2024, uh, we're going to be at that million dollar mark. That's awesome. And what did you find that was like one of the key building blocks for growing your business like that? A lot of patience, (laughs) 
A lot of support, having girlfriends like you who are in business also. And, you know, when we're in that moment of like, do I really want to do this anymore? (laughs) And having somebody else be there to kind of to really create that support. So, you know, that support comes in the friendships that we make and in things that we do. And I, I think that it's interesting for people to know that also you and I have been friends for about a dozen years mm-hmm. and yep. that friendship came from being in a coaching program together. Right. right. We developed that friendship over so many years because we were coaching with the same coach wow. and she had a group program that we were a part of. And this is why coaching is so important. I will tell you from, aside from the very first year, I have always had a coach and I've had specific coaches too. I, I've always had, you know, a business coach as somebody who was helping me guide along, but Having somebody who taught me how to be on video, having somebody who taught me how to speak in front of a group, um, having even a finance coach, you know, having somebody constantly who is able to do something for me that either unlocks someplace that I have the knowledge, but not necessarily like the kind of knowledge that the coach would have. Mm -hmm. Um, But, you know, I think that that if it was one thing and one thing I could attribute it to, I would say it's that. Have a coach, have support, have those people who know and have been there before you so that they can help to guide you to avoid some of those pitfalls and mistakes. Absolutely. I think there's so much to be so much to be said about, uh, you know, having a coach, um, having a mastermind, having support, having that tribe, right, mm-hmm. and being able to bounce ideas off people. But then also, you know, so many, I, I mean, we've got the same coach, it, that bird's eye view, you know, helping pull back, pull us back sometimes, because we do get in the everyday work, and yeah. our heads are down, and we're, you know, trying to create, and having somebody else to help um, have that that view from up above, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, in the long-term goals and where the business is going, and and um, it always helps to to have somebody else to, yeah, to for sure. Out. I don't know what we either of us would have done without that kind of support. Yeah, I don't know. I wouldn't be where I am today. I know that. I know that for sure. Mm-hmm. So let me ask you this: I know last year you made some pivot. I mean, many of us made pivots, right? Um, and so for you, what was it that you saw that you needed to kind of shift or change, and how did you adapt? to the changing things last year um, and then move forward into the future. So funny. Cause I know, you know how much I hate that word. <laughs> I know. I almost said it too. <laughs> pivot. She hates the word pivot. As you know, and there's a lot of people. It's not, I mean, it is, it's, but, but the fact is many of uh, shift pivot, uh, uh, readjust. I don't know. It's, <laughs> but it's, yeah. it's kind of like when everybody used to use the, the phrase uh, thinking outside the box. It's like, yeah. Hey. Get it. Um, So I would say that one of the the things that you probably know well about me is that I I have a a deep desire to give back. I've been involved with the South Bay Business Women's Association that is real important to me here. 
um, in the South Bay. And I'm, I'm still um, very passionate about the idea of women helping women. And, you know, one of the things that have happened in this last year that I've had a lot of conversations with a lot of people about is uh, the unfortunate uh, remnants of this pandemic and the sheer job loss, sheer number of people who have lost their jobs, the, the, um, the people who uh, obviously, because my husband's in education, seeing this from both sides, uh, the teachers who uh, aren't in classrooms teaching their kids and the parents who can't necessarily go back to work because their kids are at home. Um, and, you know, honestly, Kathy, the biggest thing for me was the amount of people that I talked to that were just like, God, I'd like, I just hate being at somebody else's mercy. Mm-hmm. I hate having to rely on whether or not my boss is going to close their business or this is going to happen or that's going to happen. And that's the thing that started to get to me. And this had already kind of been in the works in the, towards the end of 2019. It was, it was an idea. It was, as, as our coach likes to say, it was percolating. And I was trying to like, <laughs> how do I, you know, make this happen? And I, I think that, that the main thing in all of this was the idea that there has to be a, another way. And honestly, you and and again, um, something that that your listeners are going to uh, learn about many people who are entrepreneurs is that you can't worry about competition. Okay, so when the minute you start worrying about competition, then you've stopped focusing on what you could be doing better. Now you're focusing on what they're doing that is like you, and there's nobody like you. So you have your tribe and you have the people who are attracted to you and you just have to have faith that that is what's going to happen. You're going to have the people who need you specifically come to you. So what we did was in this whole process, it was how do I make this idea of having something for people and being able to give back and doing something on a greater level Um, And at the same time, be able to take some of the business that we lost in doing events and other things that were part of our business and make up for that. And so Virtual Assistance University was born. And what we've done is taken that and created something that allows for a very, uh, very reasonable tuition Uh, take somebody through the process of creating their own virtual assistant business. Everything from we've interviewed a business attorney, we're going to have, we've got information on, on the finance side of things, like all the foundational pieces that you need. One of the things about a virtual assistant business is that it takes very, very low capital to start the business. Mm -hmm. But it still takes some money if you want to protect yourself and do it the right way. 
And that's where it's important to us that people don't just decide to hang their shingle and do the work and do instead to do it right and to build themselves a viable business. There is no reason why somebody can't work anywhere from 20 to 30 hours a year or 23 to 30 hours a week and make close to $80,000 a year. Mm-hmm. And to me, that's a great living, right. especially if you can stay at home and have control over who you work with, have control over what kind of work you do. It's so important. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and I love the fact that you've set this up. I, I mean, not that it's a business in a box, but it kind of is a business in a box. I mean, it really is. It gives um, women or anybody, women or men, an opportunity to start a business with all those foundational essentials that they need and then how to grow a business along with it um, and be able to themselves pivot into, um, you know, those, there's been so many who've been laid off. There's uh, people who've had to stay home because their children are home and we're not sure when that's all going to, you know, go back to normal, quote unquote, right? Um, and so it's a great opportunity. And I love the fact that you'd even mentioned here the idea of setting yourself up right, you know, whether it's with Virtual Assistance University or, or any new business venture, right? Mm-hmm. Making sure you're setting yourself up when the right foundational principles, whether it's, you know, an LLC and the insurance and the, you know, all the things that, that can go with it. So mm-hmm. um, that's awesome. It's fantastic. And really a great opportunity for it, somebody it to is. step in. And, and you know, um you lead some masterminds that I get to participate in. And, and um, you know, a lot of the, the ideas and a lot of uh, what we built in that university came from those masterminds, mm-hmm. came from those opportunities where you brought these women together for us to, to be able to go, wait a second, you know, my sister-in-law is thinking about, you know, starting her own business and doing this and, and being able to have some of those conversations that go, is this really a, is this really a thing? Is this something? Can I do something that, that people would actually, you know, want to pay for and do? And, and, I recognize that with all the, the, the knowledge and expertise that my team has and my own uh, background in corporate and uh, the fact that, that I was lucky that I had mentors who then uh, said to me, don't you dare do anything without an attorney. Don't you dare say right. anything without <laughs> setting up your business um, the right way. Don't you dare, you know, like doing all of those things and understanding them. I like that stuff is invaluable because it all led to the, the, the birthing of this university, which is going to just continue to grow. And my team is supporting it. We have this great Facebook group that the students are in. And so they're able to ask questions and the team will get on, even get on calls with them and walk them through. Uh, it's, so it's, it's been really exciting. Yeah. Yeah. Super exciting. I love it. I love it. And such an opportunity for somebody who's really looking to start a business and have somebody holding their hand going through it. So let me ask you this, if, um, if there was one thing that you would tell your younger self, you know, something you wish you'd known when you started your business that you know now, um, what would that be? So aside from the, uh, 
be very careful going into partnership mm-hmm. with um, with uh, personal friends. I think that that the biggest thing that I would uh, want to embrace sooner in my younger business self would have been uh, the idea that um, here I was uh, on my soapbox telling other business owners to do what they were good at and let somebody else do what what uh, they're not good at and what they can do better than them. So I would say that it would probably be that to let go sooner mm-hmm. and uh, hand some things off and delegate those things a lot sooner than I did. I think that my business, had I done that, and I don't say this regretfully, but had I done that, I think that I would already be at a million dollar business. Yeah, yeah. That's a tough one for many of us, right? Because you think you want to save the money and do it yourself. But, you know, when you're not working in your area of brilliance, um, you know, it takes 10 times longer to get it done uh, than it would have been to pay somebody. Not to mention that time that you're doing it, you can be generating the income mm-hmm. and more than the way more than the yeah. income of having a virtual assistant or, you know, if you've got the employee route or whatever to, to do that for sure. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I think that that for for me, one of the biggest things was it wasn't even necessarily about the money. It was about the feeling it always left me. Mm-hmm. And I just like there was always such this heaviness to I don't want to do this. I don't <laughs> want to like I just want somebody else to take care of this for me. And 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 that was the thing is like if I had hours with my team then I would immediately fill it with client hours instead of going, wait a second, if I got more team and I got more people, <laughs> then Funny. I could still do this. Yeah. So. Funny. That's a good one. Okay, great. So how would you define success then? So success is such an interesting word and, and, we've had many uh, philosophical conversations about some of these value-based words. Um, And you have a great exercise of, you know, choosing what our values are. And I would say that my definition of success is freedom. It's, It's just truly one equals the other. And you know, the last probably two years is really where I've started to get to that place of understanding and defining freedom for me Mm -hmm. in order to equate that to success. So for instance, I had made a, a commitment to myself that, uh, in 2021, I would no longer work Fridays. I would no longer uh, uh, forward facing work. Let me rephrase that. Like it was going to be my day to sit and write articles, to read, to do the things that make my heart happy with Mm -hmm. my business. And, 
And so far I have done that (laughs) with the exception of one Friday that I had already had pre-scheduled with a client. I've already done that. And, and that has given me so much freedom already because I don't feel that rush. I don't feel that need to just go into the weekend going, Oh my God, is Friday night here yet? (laughs) Right. Right. So I, I, I would, from the simplistic of sakes, I would say that success equals freedom. I love that. Couldn't agree more. Couldn't agree more. So what's next? I mean, I know you've got VAU and, um, but is that, you know, is there anything else for, for buying time in BB Goldstein or is that the, uh, the next oh, thing? Well, that's the, that's the immediate, um, in the immediate future uh, of, is VAU and really building that and getting to a a better place with that. Uh, Ultimately, I would say that if I were to look at the vision of this business for me, uh, I would want to get to a place where uh, my operations manager is, uh, I always call her that she's our COO, Um, (laughs) um, that, that she's actually running the business and running the day to day, and that I get to focus on more of, of, of teaching. I get to do more uh, live teaching. I would love to do more things, especially with the students that are going to enroll in the university and being able to uh, help walk them through things. I think that that one of the things that I have not embraced to this day is this kind of thing, uh, speaking and and talking more about my story and and hearing more about the things that are happening in the world. And obviously, not to get you know uh, political about things, but you know, there's a there's there's a woman who is our vice president now, and. There's always, I I struggle because of the things that we all struggle with finding who are true, what our own identity and our own things are and all of these things. And and everyone has continued to talk about the fact that that we have our first African-American vice president, female, all firsts, right? Mm -hmm. But I identify with the fact that she's also Southern Asian. Mm -hmm. And that somebody who looks like me is in a position like that. And a lot of that to me is still feeling like that little girl who goes and sees someone who um, she can relate to Mm -hmm. and know that there could be bigger and better things out there for them. And so I, I continue to, I want to continue to work on areas where not obviously not to her level, but where other people can see me and say, I can do that too. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I can do what she did. Right. You know, and, and, you know, we all overcome obstacles. I mean, my God, between, it was funny, we were having this conversation on a team call the other day about about the things that you endure when you when you first get a job or the places that you work. And I worked in transportation and logistics in my corporate career, uh, which is like 98% men and 2% women. 
And so, you know, I listened to a lot of honeys and sweeties and, you know, things like that in, in, in meetings, in meetings, you know, things that, that you look back at and you go, yeah, that was inappropriate. And yet the world has evolved and those things don't happen as often as they probably once did. Mm -hmm. And, you know, there's a lot of opportunity for women out there now. And there's a lot of opportunity for women who um, are women of color, women who uh, don't have to be described with the B word just because they're strong. Mm And women who have brilliant ideas. Yeah. And those ideas just need to, to happen. And, and women are opening businesses on a, at a greater uh, pace. I want to start helping some of those women. I want to like, for my future, for buying time's future, I want to start seeing something like that. I'd love to have some kind of scholarship program that allows for women to apply who are just starting their business and need help that mm-hmm. someone else is kind of contributing to that allows for my team's you know, payroll to be taken care of so that they can help these women build their businesses. Mm-hmm. You know, that, that actually like that makes, that excites me. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Awesome. So if somebody wants to connect with you or they want to learn more about VAU, where would they go? So I'm going to give two web- websites. So our okay. buying time is buying time, LLC.com and uh, virtual assistance university. And it's assistance as in plural. Uh, so virtual assistance university, and you can also get to it from the buying time website as well. Uh, but there, those are the two places where you can go and you can learn more about what we do, uh, at buying time. If you're looking for a VA and, and how we can support you as a team, or if you're interested in the university, there's a lot of information there about what we offer and what we're doing and, and, uh, how it can support you in starting your own virtual assistant business. Love it. Awesome. I'll put the links. Um, you know, if you're listening to the uh, podcast or watching the YouTube video um, or on our website, there'll be the links there too, if there's any question. So let me end with my final question. And that is what makes you a yes, I can woman. <laughs> uh, um, I have to keep this G rated. <laughs> <laughs> yes, please. <laughs> um, you know, so I'm going to say something because it's for, it's just, it's about you and I, and you know, this amazing friendship that, that if I didn't have this business, I wouldn't have met you and, Mm -hmm. and I wouldn't have the relationship with you that I do. And somebody said something to us once that we both took offense to. Um, and that was that, uh, we're constantly moving and we're constantly doing and we're constantly having to, you know, um, put something into it to implement something and to do something different. And we were both just like, God, you make it sound so, you know, like such a terrible thing. <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, what was the question? Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
That makes you a yes, I can woman. <laughs> I know. I'm just, I could go on to, but I think that, that that's what makes me a yes, I can woman. I think that the idea that um, I want to see something that's in here become a reality, mm-hmm. I think has to make you a yes, I can woman like that idea could be if if you don't do that could be depriving many people of what they need yeah amen to that totally agree sister awesome well bb thank you so much for sharing with our audience today your stories and um you know and just in all of it being the transparency um allowing the veil to come down so that um others can be inspired too to be able to start a business, to grow a business, to understand it takes perseverance, perseverance, it takes resilience, it takes a, a drive. Um, and then of course that keyword implementation. <laughs> because it's all about yes, I can. So be thank you very much for being here today. I appreciate it. Oh, I loved being here. And it's just, you know, just even having, you know, a half hour, 40 minutes where we can actually just talk is. It's what it feels like. So, right. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. All right. And to all our listeners, thank you for joining us for this episode of Yes, I Can Living. Um, We look forward to connecting with you next time. And until then, be sure to live your Yes, I Can life. Take care. Bye-bye.